Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're proud to announce that you can now purchase episodes of this show without a dock, power cables, or Joy-Con grip. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We have got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including Nintendo filing a new N64 trademark. And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking about Bloodstained Dark of the Moon. But in the meantime, Mark, how are you? Feeling great. Feeling like a little bit summery. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, you know? it's we're coming to you from Memorial Day. Uh, both of us have our beach bodies ready to go. That's right. And it's the same beach body we've used a couple years previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of so, course. You know, they're these are good bodies, Mark. <laughs> I don't want anyone to think that we're being sarcastic. Oh or anything no. Like that. no, no, no. Um, I uh, am in a little bit of a weird headspace. Uh, Sarah and I have been watching the Star Wars prequels this uh, this weekend. Uh huh. I don't really know why, but we watched Phantom Menace on Saturday and we watched Attack of the Clones yesterday. Uh huh. Um. And man, Attack of the Clones is a bad movie. I remember being so excited for that movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was excited for all of them. Yeah, every, like, every time I was like, this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, this time they're going to fix the mistakes of the past. Right. And that first... There won't be Jar Jar in this one. There won't be a little kid in this one. That first, like, Attack of the Clones trailer where it's all, like, moody and atmospheric and, like... uh. Really, we just saw brief glimpses of things like R2 with the that like blue grid down on the floor. Oh, yeah. And the worms like sneaking into the room, and you're like, yeah, this is the dark Star Wars that we were all hoping for. Yeah, it's just a... Uh, it, it, it remains a disappointing experience, um, and I don't know. I... I I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. <laughs> right now, like, I'm looking forward to us. I, I think we'll probably watch uh, Revenge of the Sith tonight and just be done with it. And then it won't be hanging over our heads anymore. It'll just be done. Right. Yeah, you just got to rip that Band-Aid off. You do. Okay, Mark, before we get into stuff here, uh, we've got a favor to ask of our listeners. If you could please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We would much appre- appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it. Th- seriously, thank you so much to everybody yes. who's already done so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just like a couple of re- reviews away from 50. So close. We're so close to 50. From our golden I think we're at 47 review. or 48 uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, the, and part of the reason why the, the plea sounds a little bit more pathetic than usual is, uh, Mark, how many new reviews did we get this week? I am sad to report oh. that we received no new reviews this week. After getting three last week. Yeah. So, you know, some weeks are good weeks and some weeks are bad weeks. But anyway, thank you to everyone who does review us and who listens to the show. Um, you know, if you don't want to review us, like, you don't have to. Oh, yeah. We're no, not we your just, mom. No, we just like, uh, yeah, we're not your mom. We're not always asking you, like, demanding you review her podcast. <laughs> that, was, that was my least least favorite part about living with my mom every day she'd be like don't forget to rate review and subscribe if you want to follow us on twitter i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mke mitchell and the show is nincard society um mark if people want to participate in our who is the best pokemon starter you've only got a week left you've only got a week left we are going to be recording a conversation about which pokemon starter is the best 
probably this coming weekend. Uh-huh. So you you got to get that info to us. Some of you have already supplied us with your favorites. Great. I love seeing how everyone is arriving at these conclusions. This is the kind of stuff I want to see. So walk me through your thought process. I want to be there with you. Where can they send that to? They can send that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Um, and really, that's it. I'm not, I'm not, people aren't borrowing Sonic for- Forces anymore because I don't know where it is. So sorry about that, everyone. All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. Obligatory Stardew Valley mention. Check. Mark has been playing Stardew Valley. We've both been playing the Sushi Strikers demo. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about your experience with uh, Sushi Strikers, the way of sh- sushi dough. Okay, so uh, I think we both played the Switch version. I think yeah, that's, that's right. the only demo that's available. That's a good question. It is sure. on Switch. So I initially played it docked, and so I was using the Joy-Cons yeah. uh, in the Joy-Con grip to control it. And... I, how did you play? Did you play I in played like with tablet the, mode or whatever? I played with the pro controller. So, I mean, I, I oh. wanted to have it up on the TV so Sarah and I could see it together. I feel like she's going to, or she may be interested in it because it is a puzzle game. She got into, you know, Puyo Tetris. Um, what, what did you think playing it with the controller, playing it with the uh, pro controller? Oh, I, I felt like I was just shaking the control stick around and, like, pushing the buttons and, like, like I wasn't really in control of what was happening. Yeah, it's definitely possible to play it that way, but it feels suboptimal. So mm-hmm. after I played a little bit, like the first couple of missions or whatever that way, I took it out of the dock and was playing just in straight up um, tablet mode. So I had no, the Joy-Cons weren't connected or anything. Yeah. I was just doing it all touchscreen. And uh, it's I it's Definitely designed to be played that way. Oh, yeah. The other way is functional, but this is using the touch controls is the way that it makes sense. Does it seem weird to you that this isn't a game they're releasing as a mobile game? Yeah, it seems like 3DS and mobile make more sense to me than than 3DS and Switch. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It definitely feels Mm. like a mobile, or sorry, a mobile or like a 3DS game. Yeah, sure. The presentation, like, looks okay on Switch. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the text isn't blurry or anything, but... (laughs) uh, Faint praise here. (laughs) But it's very simple. The one thing that I do think is really interesting is they're leaning super heavily into, like, the anime aesthetic. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the cutscenes of this thing are basically... Like there, there, the, so there are like more fully animated cutscenes um, that are basically just like anime, and then even the like between fight like dialogue things, it feels exactly like the Puyo Puyo Tetris like cutscenes, except like it makes a little bit more sense. Ma- yes, makes a little bit more sense, but like the voice acting is of the same caliber. Yeah, for sure. Um, but even just like the world itself feels to me like a like a um kid friendly like anime type thing. Mhm. Yeah, I that that has like one high concept idea and then like hasn't really figured out like how that is real. Like the the game starts with text on the screen that says in a world without fish. And then and, there's you're lousy with fish. And then you're lousy, yeah, because <laughs> like but like sushi is outlawed. But it's like well, why would sushi need to be outlawed if there are, are no fish? 
I, but I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, for the time that you for the time that I put into it. You spent yeah. with it. Um, I'm interested in trying like multiplayer battles. I think that could be a more fun aspect of it yeah. than like the single player campaign. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, that that makes sense to me because like. You know, scoring, like, uh, linking plates together and then, like, throwing the plates at your opponent is, like, sort of fun, but ultimately just feels like, why do I even have to throw these? You, you know what I mean? Where you're just like, I should just be, like, connecting these dots here. I shouldn't have to, like, be like, oh, yeah, now I can actually what, use the ammo I've collected. Yeah, whenever there's, like, a puzzle game like this, uh, it's like fighting games for me where I just assume that there's a layer of strategy that people who really, like, dig into it will... understand and get like really good at it it does not seem like from the from the outset it seems like a very super superficial kind of game um but yeah maybe there are levels of strategy here that people are going to unlock that uh make more sense the i think maybe the reason that it's not on mobile and maybe the reason that i'm not really interested in thinking about getting it on 3ds is that there are a lot of little shapes on the screen and the smaller that screen is i think the less manageable that's going to be but you say on the um, switch screen when it's like pulled out that you you have enough like screen space to see everything or yeah 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 that that wasn't really a problem for me you said that you weren't interested in picking it up on 3ds or on mobile but are you interested in getting, i don't know. like the full it's i think it's 40 bucks i think it's 50 bucks i think it's oh. 40 on uh 3ds and 50 on switch but i might be wrong on that one um if it's 40 then i may be more inclined but f- i think 50 is yeah, that's that's too much. That's too much. And really, I think probably 40 is too much as well. But, you know, I, I don't know. We've also been playing uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. That's what we're going to be talking about in our Thursday episode. So uh, come back for that. Um, and then I picked up Dylan's Dead Heat I, Breakers. I saw you tweeting about this. I'm like, mm-hmm. Patrick, I know, is not a liar. So he must have actually bought this game. That's right. It would have been a weird thing for me to lie about, too, <laughs> because I included a picture of me playing the game um, in the tweet. Yeah, so I was curious. I was like, how is there a Nintendo first-party game that we don't, that you and I don't really know anything about? We've or care about. Or really care about. Um, so that curiosity drove me to actually pick up the game. And Mark, it is a cross between Fire Emblem... Star Fox and Animal Crossing. Okay. Uh, I'm not running away from this. Right. So the game is weirdly compelling, if overly chatty. Okay. <laughs> so the way the whole game is based around you are, uh, you are yourself or you are a me of yours who is like an animal form of that me. Um, so my me got turned into uh, a goat or he's like a sheep or something. He's got horns. Um, and, uh, he is from a village in like a post-apocalyptic wasteland and, uh, he is going to the city to seek the assistance of, um, Russ, who is like a little chipmunk inventor and, um, Dylan, who is this cowboy armadillo. Now, Dylan, the cowboy armadillo is a silent hero. Your character, also a silent hero. <laughs> <laughs> so there are, there are two characters that don't talk at all, but don't worry, all the rest of the characters more than make up for it. Um, so you're, like, so this is like the, the story of the game is that all of, the, all of these little townships are being raided by these rock monsters. And so you go around to other towns to protect them. And so each of these attacks on towns take the form of um, 
first it's like a sort of tower defensey kind of thing where you hire gunners who from like the village or from from the city that like everyone lives in and you place them at like strategic points around the map um and then there is a racetrack that goes around every village that you're protecting and um that's where like these rock monsters are coming in so um they can be taken out by the gunners that you've placed for like you know your sort of tower defense strategy sort of portion of the game or by Dylan and you take control of Dylan in these fights so you are it's like a, a fully realized 3D map um and you are like he kind of controls like a Mario Kart sort like sort of a Mario Kart meets Sonic the Hedgehog almost and so you're like boosting around this track to catch up with these uh monsters and then you fight them and it goes to like a battle screen where it's just like a 3D fighting arena and you're fighting against these rock monsters and then like this happens for a little while and then the the rock monsters turn into like motorcycles and then you chase them around the track and it becomes like a vehicle combat game whoa all the while <laughs> which is where it's like star foxy and then all the while your guys are like shooting guns and stuff at them and so like that's that's a fight and then like that that day finishes you go back to the city and then Russ this little chipmunk inventor guy is like you need to go earn us some money so that we can hire more gunners for tomorrow and I took a job at the supermarket. <laughs> and so I spent a day like rearranging packages or you know things on shelves and then ringing people up at the register you had to like look to be like oh he bought three bales of hay each bale of hay is 355 so if 355 enter 355 enter 355 enter cash so like i don't then that's like the animal crossing part of it so like i don't this game sounds insane it's insane there are so many different weird little mechanics in it i i'm maybe like four or five hours into this game and i am certain that i don't understand all the systems yet or even have encountered all of them yet um it's very strange i find it weirdly compelling uh so i'm sure i will be talking more about it as we go so a couple of questions yeah you, you didn't get to choose that you were a goat no it just like turns your me into an animal and i don't know if that is based on you know like if you're like oh me of this size turns into this or like these facial features turn into that um because it, it takes the rest of the Miis on your system and turns them into the NPCs that you can hire as gunners. Um, so And, you know, turns them all into animals as well. So, like, I've got a little Andy Daly mouse and um, all of these other, like, Miis that I made are now, like, in the game as well. And how much was it? 40 bucks. Oh, you know, I didn't understand that it was, like, a full game. It's a game. It's, like, a real game with... a hugely ambitious story <laughs> and in a post-apocalyptic wasteland and like playing it i kind of think dylan is cool <laughs> like i sort of like this character and like if he shows up in smash or something i'm gonna be like yeah cool i'm happy to see dylan i was this an eShop exclusive no i am this this is all just, this is a just blowing it's, my mind it's, it's a full this is what this is why i was like how can this be? Because I saw it in the eShop, or I saw it on like a list of like games that were out, and you know, saw that it was uh, forty bucks, and was like, oh my god, this is just this is like a real full Nintendo game that like no one's talking about, us inclusive. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I will, I shall endeavor to tell you more about it. Uh, next week, and hopefully 
people can have like a, a full idea of what this game is. Yeah, and I can't. I can't wait. That that piqued my interest. Like, this game sounds crazy. I mean, the the one thing to to like it is so chatty between between chapters between fights, and I think the fights are really cool and really exciting. Um, but like everyone wants to talk to you, and they all want to talk for a long time. Um, especially Russ. Russ, buddy, shut up. <laughs> it's too much. All right, Mark, let's uh let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Got to say there's a lot of stuff coming out this week. Yeah, I I saw this list and I got kind of excited about it. So today, May 29th, uh Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection is out. Yep. Uh Harvest Moonlight of Hope is released. Yoku's Island Express, which is a game that I had kind of like seen on the eShop and advertised a little bit, but early impressions seem to be fairly positive. Yeah. Um, it's like a platformer that uses pinball mechanics. Look, man, uh, I like pinball in the abstract. Uh, if there's something else on here to like, you know, make it more than just like a pinball game, the platforming part of it, there you go. I think, is uh, what makes it interesting because i agree i like uh pinball the abstract but playing pinball and especially playing pinball video games that try to do like faithful simulations yeah not very exciting yeah i'd rather be standing at a table probably with like you know beer stains on it uh, right know, that that would be much more fun uh yoku's island express the one thing of one thing that has always put me off a little bit about it is have you can you see the logo in your mind to me it looks identical to like a ukulele or something logo <laughs> like it looks so, very derivative sure yeah yeah i see that it looks very much like the rare aesthetic is what you're saying yeah yes <laughs> yes uh and then on may 31st west of loathing is yeah, released yeah, yeah. on the switch eShop, which um, is that sort of stick figure um like comedy rpg right that is a switch console exclusive uh, i think came out on steam last year and then Just Shapes and Beats, another one of those titles that was revealed at the Nindy Showcase. Yeah, they're just all dropping out on now. the 31st. Um, the Neo Geo game is Ninja Combat. And look, say what you will about the constant, the like nonstop flow of Neo Geo games. If you're going to put a game out called Ninja Combat, like, I'm there. Was there, there was no Neo Geo game last week. Was there not? Was it not a golf game? I don't know. I, we, there may have been a golf game or something. We didn't have it on our list of new releases. Oh, maybe there wasn't. Um, I looked it up because I was curious. There are 168 Neo Geo games. So like they can keep up this, this pace for a while. It would be weird for them to just straight skip a week. Um, uh, also out this week is Johnny Turbo's arcade Joe and Mac Caveman Warrior. Mark, are, are you familiar with the Joe and Mac games? No. Um, or I, I said games. I don't even know if there are games. I remember a Joe and Mac um, caveman game coming out on Super Nintendo. And I, I was reading like the preview in Nintendo Power and was too dumb to read the word Neanderthal. Um, By dumb, you mean you were a child. Yes, you of course. <laughs> um, and I can't remember what I, how I articulated it to my friend. Um, uh, I think I said, I think maybe I said they were narwhals <laughs> or something. He made fun of me for years. <laughs> oh, so you were maybe old enough to know better. I was maybe old enough to know better, but probably not. Yeah, no, 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 probably not. Uh, your friends are geniuses, of course. <laughs> um, also interesting that we have these like Neo Geo games coming out and this is the third or fourth like w arcade, whatever this game series is as well, right? These Johnny Turbos. Yeah. arcade game so 
we're just having like all these retro games and sure would be nice if there was some sort of label like virtual console that they could why all live under. Why would that under. be nice? Why would that be nice, Mark? Explain to me why that's nice. Because then you just go to one section of the store and you're like, ah, yes, here are all these like retro games that have been put out. They should, they should just, yes, there should be a retro section. It doesn't need to be called virtual console. No, it doesn't I know need that's what to. you were driving at. <laughs> all right, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, you suggested today's topic, which is what fictional universe would you like to live in? Um... It's tough because a lot of the fictional universes I read about are bad places to be. Right. Um, obviously, I said earlier that I've been watching a lot of Star Wars. I would not like to be in the Star Wars universe. No, especially because when you think about it, in any any fictional universe, odds are you're not going to be part of the select like hero group oh, that yeah, these stories sure. are about, and they go through a lot of pain. Right. Uh, you know, but like you're probably just going to be someone who gets murdered by the sand people. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're going to be Shmi Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> you are a slave, right? Like So if you if you're honestly seriously given this if like some if a, a genie was going to grant this wish for you, um would you try to get something as close to the world that we currently live in or would you like go far afield and just be like Forget it. I'm going to Lord of the Rings. No, because again, going all, to Middle Earth. all of those are pretty bad. Yeah, like Middle Earth is not a great place to be. Um, no, the thing that comes to mind, the answer to this question for me is the Paddington universe. <laughs> Does that count as a universe? Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. There, you see like a talking bear, and you're just like, oh yeah, cool. Instead it's of being like, explain yourself, talking bear. Who is punking me? Um, are there multiple talking bears in the Paddington universe, or is Paddington singular? Asking this question means to me that you have not seen the Paddington movies. This is correct. Oh I my gosh, I've not seen the Paddington these, movies. These movies are amazing. They are pure joy. There are multiple talking bears, like his aunt and uncle. Okay. You know, like all right. So okay. Yeah. So there are talking bears all over the place. Yes. All right. All right. That's that's compelling. That's interesting. It's it's just a war- world filled with such like warmth. Yeah. And, like, kindness between people. It just seems like a really great place to live. Uh, I might be breaking the only rule that we have for 433, <laughs> but the Mushroom Kingdom would be, seems like it would be a nice place to live. It does it? I you mean, like, Bowser, you know, like, threatening yeah. to oh, ruin sure. things all the time? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, there are threats. There, there are threats for sure. But, like, you can be, like, a cute little toad guy and run around all day, no shirt, right? Just wearing a vest and a diaper. I don't think they're diapers. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's true. Maybe they are. Maybe they're diapers. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of like what other universes would be like tolerable, and I guess like that's really what the Paddington universe is, right? Is that it's like tolerable and joyful, right? But if there's like any any way that like, if you say like, oh, Star Wars universe, you're sort of like hoping that you get to like use the Force and. Oh, all right. Well, I guess. I guess, well, I guess we'll we won't know. know. I guess we'll never know. We were accompanied today by Stardust. All right, Mark, let's get into the news.
So last week in Japan, Nintendo started selling Switch systems without a dock through its official online store. Uh, this version comes with uh, the console, the Joy-Con controllers, and wrist straps. There's no dock, no Joy-Con grip, no AC, adap- AC adapter, uh, or HDMI cable. Uh, okay, so, and they're billing this as, like, the second console for, for a home, right? Right, yes, exactly. Which I guess, in, in that regard, it does make sense. Um, it's, it's weird when, uh, when I was first thinking about, like, what other accessories I would need with the Switch, my first thought was, like, oh, get a second dock so that we could use it on either TV in the house. Um, it's weird to be like, oh, no, 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 if you need, if you need more, like, ways to play Switch, you get just not the dock. Well, so this is Japan only. Nintendo has said yes. they're not. Uh, they have no plans to offer it outside of Japan. And I wonder if that's just a difference between like American homes and Japanese homes, where American homes a lot of times we're like lousy with TVs. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we have too many. And I wonder if in Japan it's more common for there to be like one TV for the family. And so in this case, it would make more sense for other people just have switches since one might be in the TV, but then you could just play um, the system by itself. What do you make of the, because like no, no dock is one thing, but no AC power, no power adapter. But again, that's pretty common outside of the US as well, right? Like a lot of the new 3DS models in Japan and Europe don't come with packed in with ac adapters you yeah buy them separately i mean but that's sort of you know at the tail end of the uh ds 3ds right because the uh, the 3ds uses the same power adapter as the ds right i think so yeah so i think the idea is that people have been using the same uh the same charger for a decade and right once just, you have one you don't need right. another one every time they buy a new system they get a new cable that they lose you know somewhere and then remember they have it five years later but like the switch has only been out for a year and a half, um, and I guess the uh, USB C um, cables are becoming more common. But isn't that also doesn't the switch overdraw on, or is that just when it's in docked mode? I think it's when it's just when it's in docked mode. Okay, and yeah, US USB C is becoming more common. A lot of phones use USB C now. Yeah. The rumor is possibly that like Apple's phones will be moving to USB C. Great in the future as well. Um, great, brave, <laughs> courageous, even. courageous. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, so this version of the system costs five thousand yen less than the system with the dock, so it's a little bit cheaper. Um, I don't know. I guess it. Uh, yeah, it 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 makes sense to me. Interesting mm-hmm. that they're just selling it in their own online store, and that this isn't an offering that would be available at like retailers. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I mean, the the whole thing is different, because, uh, like, it's not as though, you know, the Nintendo online store in the States has the same even sort of presence of, of any kind. No, you so, can't buy anything switches, yeah. uh, from Nintendo directly. Uh, speaking of things that are available in Japan only, last week we talked about Resident Evil 7 Cloud version coming to the Switch, and mentioned that there would be no English option available. That turned out not to be the case. The eShop listing didn't have English as an option, but now that the game is out, players have found that there is a way to change the language to English. Yeah. Which means that people outside of Japan have been 
right. log create in. their Japanese accounts and then just log in and buy it or not buy it or rent it or whatever. Try to play it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, people, it's not very successful, and <laughs> it's for the reason we talked about that all right. the servers are located in Japan, and so the latency between you calling the server and the server responding if you're outside of Japan is like prohibitively long. Right. So people are, there's really long lag, lots of errors, but uh, you can theoretically try it out. Right. But I would say at this point, we counter recommend this, right? Yes. Yeah. Don't do it. Right. (laughs) Don't do it. It'll take too long. It'll be a laggy buggy experience. One of your friends has a PlayStation 4. Go play it at their house. (laughs) Uh, It seems like, just last year, the new games being printed on SNES and or NES cards was something like c- completely new and novel, and now it seems like it's happening pretty much every week. But we will continue to report on it every week because I do still think it's new and novel and cool. <laughs> we love retro games. Uh, okay, so on July nineteenth of this year, Retroism will be releasing Return of Double Dragon on uh, SNES compatible carts. Uh, Return of Double Dragon was a Japan-only sequel to Double Dragon. We got a game called Super Double Dragon okay. here in the West. So, And it's a Super NES cart? Yeah. That, okay. Uh-huh. So basically, the game is a souped-up version of Super Double Dragon with new moves, some extra stages, and it'll have drop-in, drop-out co-op. Okay. And then it's only 50 bucks, which seems not as expensive as some of the other uh like newly released cartridges that we've seen well the uh the Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X like uh cartridge collections that uh, have come out they've been 100 bucks right yeah yeah so it's coming in a little bit cheaper still seems like a lot for a, this is my bias i guess but a lot for a double dragon game <laughs> i don't like those double dragon games i don't know that, i don't even know if they're playable really uh, yeah i feel like putting it on uh, the cart Right. Is the way that is like the novelty of it for sure. Um, so it's fifty bucks. You can pre-order from Amazon, and the first run of it is a limited edition red cartridge. Ooh, we haven't look. seen those since Maximum Carnage. No, it'll it'll look it'll look nice next to uh, your Mega Man. Mm, yes, uh, with blue, blue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't order one of those. <laughs> Uh, the website Japanese Nintendo spotted a new trademark filing for N sixty four. Nintendo filed the trademark for Japan and uh, the reasoning for it is quote purposes include video game program controller for video for game machine joystick for video game machine TV game machine and more end quote Um, this of course has uh, led to the springing forth of more speculation that an N64 classic edition is coming soon Patrick however Hmm. feels uh, I don't think this is not possible. I, well, we've had conversations about how I don't think we it's possible. We had an entire episode. We did have an entire where episode. we came to the conclusion that mm-hmm. uh, there's just too many like barriers for entry. Like, uh, If you can't ship it with four controllers, what's the point? And the controllers themselves are, are crazy. weird. The, a lot of the games yeah. that you would theoretically want on the system are tied up in right, with like rights issues. Yeah, the whole rare thing is... yeah. And, you know, even there are a ton of other games that people are excited about that it's like, oh, you can't really do Pokemon Stadium on this thing unless, is it reading Game Boy cards? And then do all of the controllers have these Game Boy cards? Are there rumble packs on all of these things? Can you play Star Fox 64 without the rumble pack? It's just, it, there, there are too many questions. There's a lot of reasons to be skeptical. Yes, but... I remain skeptical. Uh-huh. 
However, I'm, all I'm saying is that this is not confirmation that this is happening. Yeah, I, I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, do you remain hopeful, Mark? Or just do you suspect that it will happen? I guess it doesn't have to be a matter of hope or not. Yeah, I, 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 I genuinely have no idea. Yeah. It, 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 it will not surprise me mm. if one ends up happening, but I will be very interested to see what it entails. Yeah. What if it does turn it out to be true. Yeah. Because for all the reasons we just mentioned, I don't understand how this thing works no no me neither and also like so many of those uh nintendo 64 games there are better playable versions of those games available likely just on 3ds like you want to play wind waker not wind waker uh ocarina of time or majora's mask play them on 3ds they're just better there yeah um nintendo has started banning switch hackers from accessing online services so it's unclear exactly what uh action a user has to perform in order to like get themselves caught up in this band wave yeah but it seems to be um you know people who have like home uh unlock their system for like hack their system for like homebrew and stuff jailbreak like that. yeah jailbreak uh bands seem to be on an account level not just a system level okay um so so if you have one account across multiple systems does that even exist at this point so i guess well, yeah, you can log in with your account oh, on sure. multiple okay, switches. Yeah. I but I guess what happened was one of the people who got banned, the system that they found out they were banned on was not the system that they had hacked. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh this is probably, you know, twofold. One an attempt by Nintendo to prevent cheaters in online games mm-hmm. and probably more so uh just to prevent piracy on the system. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a huge problem on the DS. Right. And, you know, the Destroyed the PSP, too. Yeah. Well, destroyed slash made it a very popular piece of hardware, too. Made a popular piece of hardware. That Sony never made a dime on after (laughs) after it got in people's hands. Right. And, like, why would third parties parties put games on your system if they know that nobody's going to buy them? They're just going to, like... Yeah. They're just going to steal other stuff. Yeah. Uh oh! Finally, a reminder that the Mario Tennis Aces pre-launch tournament is taking place this Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific time, and run through runs through Sunday night at 11:59 p.m. I saw a lot of people on Twitter and on Facebook saying, "Hey, uh, I'm I've downloaded this demo. I'm having trouble. It's not working. Can anyone please advise me what's happening here? Why can't I play this game?" And it's because it's only access for this online tournament. You're downloading the game now so you can play it on Friday. Right. It's like the arms test punch. Right. Or, or the, the Splatoon spl- test splat. splat. Why have we forgotten what this is called? It is so much better than test splat punch. test. It's not. It's not. <laughs> not splat test. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I was expecting there to be some sort of. They put it out so early. Uh, like a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your point? I don't know. I don't know that I have one. I I thought they were very clear on what this thing was <laughs> that you would be able to play the game over next weekend and you could just download it now so that you didn't have to wait until six o'clock p.m. on Friday to right. start downloading. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to check it out. Yeah, me too. Uh, and that's pretty much it. It was kind of a light news week as we all anticipate 
uh, E3 in a couple of weeks, and who knows, lots of rumors about Pokemon Switch flying around. Yeah, we anticipate that as soon as we uh, hit the stop button on recording this episode, that Pokemon news will break, and we will find out about everything, and we will just not be here to report on it. Yeah, it's 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 happened before. It has, in fact, happened before. If you are interested in signing up to get information about Pokemon Switch emailed to you, you can go to the uh, nintendo.co.uk page. Um, with, it has a, uh, a field where you can register your interest by entering your email address and can, telling it that you're not a robot by entering a CAPTCHA and then submitting. I know because I have done this, and Nintendo Cartridge Society will know when everyone else knows <laughs> and report on it probably a week later. Yeah. Sounds great. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, come back on Thursday. We are going to be talking about Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Uh, in the meantime, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you like this episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, it always helps us out and spreads the word around. I am at uh, Patrick underscore Ellers on Twitter. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. You can check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge, Cartridge Society. And remember, you are running out of opportunities to tell us who the best Pokemon starter is. So email that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Gmail if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on RetconPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Apit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to ApeBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. Campfire.